This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life, only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Welcome to The Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today I've got Nick Santanastasso. I think I probably butchered that, did I, Nick? Was it good? Yeah, Perfect. All right. Well, with a name like Gilliland, man, I'm always very uh, conscious of other people's last names. So, uh, well, thanks for being with me, man. Thank you, brother. I'm uh, grateful for the opportunity. You, uh, you guys surviving the, uh, this uh, coronavirus and being on lockdown for a while? Yeah. You know, um, especially the main revenue being the speaking company, right? A lot of um, the events got pushed or canceled. Um, I've been on tour with Tony Robbins and that was been pushed. So there was a lot of revenue and lives that are supposed to be impacted that fell through the cracks and so here we're pivoting towards the digital side of things and yeah instead of reacting we're just kind of focusing on filling that gap filling that hole um because it was a weakness in the company so got to work with what you got um and focus on what you can do rather than you know being very reactive in the situation that's right it's all about mindset and how you respond isn't it yes sir well, let's, let's talk uh, maybe for the listeners that uh, don't know who Nick is. I'd like to get a little background of who you are and what made you the man you are today. You were, uh, you were born with the uh, Hanhart uh, syndrome, which a lot of people, I was not familiar with that syndrome, so I apologize, but uh, learned a lot about it uh, from researching you. And, and why don't you give our, our listeners, and especially those that may not be able to see because they're listening to this on iTunes or wherever, a little lay the land on who Nick is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm 23 years old. Um, in 1996, my mom went in for a late ultrasound and, you know, they brought the baby up on the screen and the doctors started looking at each other with these puzzled faces and they said, you know, there's something going, going on with your son. Um, it doesn't look like his limbs are being developed. It looks like he's missing his legs, he's missing his arm, his face might be messed up. And they painted a very uh, grim picture for my parents, um, trying to, you know, put them towards the abortion side of things. Um, and so what they classified me with before being born was Hanhart syndrome. And what Hanhart syndrome is, is a super rare genetic disorder that either leaves the babies with undeveloped limbs or undeveloped organs. And so at the time of my birth in 1996, I was the 12th baby in medical history that they've ever seen this happen to. Um, and out of the 12, eight of those babies have passed away due to undeveloped organs. And so wow. they, they can't breathe on their own, they can't eat on their own, and they're hooked up to machines and they later on pass away. And so, you know, the doctors told my parents upon me being born that I had about a 30% chance to live. And, you know, this is where my parents really come in and, and cultivating not only my life, but my mindset. But my parents made the, the decision to focus on the 30% rather than the 70, um, right? Because thoughts become things. And, you know, it's not, it won't be very empowering for my mom if she focused on the 70% of me passing away, right? I mean, if she really right. focused on that the majority of the time, I probably would have not survived. Um, and so 
you know, I was born and uh, the doctors did tests on my organs and my organs came back 100% healthy. And the only thing that was affected were my limbs. Um, and so, you know, I was born with no legs and one arm with a, a left arm with one finger on it. And, um, you know, like I said, super, super grateful the choice my parents made to, you know, not only move forward when everyone said to abort, um, but to focus on the, the brighter side of things. And so, you know, as parents, you're really cultivating your kid's mindset through your, yeah. through your actions, through your words, the way you show up, the way you pick up the phone. I mean, whether you think your kids are listening, they may not be always listening, but they're always watching. And so, you know, from an early age, my parents sat me down and, you know, they would have some tough love and put my clothes in front of me and say, all right, Nick, you know, figure it out. You know, the world's not going to stop for you because you're born like this. And, you know, the world out there isn't going to stop. And so you're going to have to figure out how to do things Nick's way. Um, and, and that may take a little bit longer. That may require you to fall down a little bit more. Um, but the, the most important thing that my parents were teaching me, and I don't know if I, I didn't know at the time, and I, I don't know if they knew at the time, um, but by them putting challenges in front of me, like my clothes and my food, one, they were helping me get comfortable with being uncomfortable, which is a massive muscle to exercise because I think we can all agree, um, not only adults, but I think a lot of kids nowadays are coddled. Um, and, and I'm not coming at anyone. I'm just saying that we don't let kids feel uncomfortable enough at an early age. And so when they get older, when something gets hard, they quit. Or when something is challenging, they quit because they're not used to that uncomfortable situation. Um, and so that was an advantage I had. Um, funny to say advantage. I had That was my advantage was my parents just putting me in right. uncomfortable situations. And then the second thing that they were crafting into me or cultivating into me, which is one of the most valuable things you can have, is they were programming my brain to be solution-oriented. You know, I wasn't, I like it, like we were talking about in the beginning, you know, I wasn't reacting to problems now. I was bringing forth solutions, you know, how am I going to get on the chair? How am I going to feed myself? How am I going to dress myself? And so, you know, the question for the people out there is, are you, are you mostly reacting to situations and reacting and putting out fires? Or are you always bringing forth solutions? Because, you know, that is the most powerful thing. And your solutions may not always be right, but it's getting you in the habit of focusing more on the solution rather than the problem. Well, I mean, man, that we we could almost stop right there, Nick. That was uh, that was awesome. So it's a great intro. I mean, I think you're you're totally right. Last night I, I was kind of smiling when you were saying that. My I have four boys. My second one, Drew, who's twelve, was upstairs. You know, you're you're trying to recreate a lot of stuff, right? You're kind of getting bored at home a lot. You can't go see your friends and your buddies, and and so I, I walked in his room and he's got I don't know, got 80, 80 books out, and in these books. He's trying to make them fall like dominoes and then it's going to hit a ping pong ball and then it's going to roll and then fall down into a cup. So that, that was the thing he was creating, right? And it was awesome. And I walked in, he was frustrated. He's like, dad, I've done it like 16 times and I can't get it done. He was getting kind of pissed. And I'm like, awesome. He wanted help. And I, and I told him it wasn't that I didn't want to spend time with my kid. It was the fact that I wanted him to fail. And I told him that I said, I want you to fail probably a hundred more times. He's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I want you to fail a hundred more times because the road to success is not a straight road, right? And I think that's what your parents did for you. They gave you a gift because you can think, we could all think of 9,000 reasons why Nick should not be doing the things you're doing. Why Nick should not be able to bench press and be a bodybuilder. Why, why Nick should not be able to take a weighted ball and throw it over his you know, shoulder 25 times or whatever. And so, so do you think, I mean, is it 100% that mindset that your parents gave you is why you do the things you do or what else do you think it is? 
I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's where it starts, right? Um, as you know, especially for and, and and full disclosure, I'm not a parent, right? I'm only I'm only speaking and channeling through my parents' experience and my parents' sure. perspective. Um, but what we, what you do with kids is you just plant seeds, you know, you just plant seeds with things, and that seed may grow in a week, it may grow in a month, it may grow in a couple of years. They're like, oh, I remember, you know, now it makes sense. Yep. Um, but you can just guide them in the right way. But absolutely, I mean the majority of people have this negative attachment or negative um, view on the word failure. When someone like me, failure is more of like a buddy, you know, like failure is more of like a best friend. Like that, right. that's something that I lean into. That's something that I embrace because I know on the other side of failure, massive personal growth is going to be taking place. But one of the biggest fears is fear of failure. People don't start businesses. People don't chase their dreams. Right. People, you know, don't raise their hand in school because fear of failure. They don't, what, what are people going to think of me if I'm not perfect? <laughs> you know, what are people going to think of me if I don't get that question right? Or what are people going to think of me if my business plan doesn't go the way I want it to go? And, you know, first, that's, it, it's selfish, right? Because you're more focused on yourself and what other people going to think of you. But you're basically, you're basically putting other people's needs or other people's focus higher than your dreams or higher than the things that you want, the things that you want to pursue because you care more about others, what they will think of you if you fall down than what you care about yourself. And so my, you know, my attachment to failure is more of like a buddy. It's something that I lean into. And when I see failure, when I, it, it's a time for me to grow. And it's right. actually the only time to grow, I feel as if, um, because if life was all wins, you know, it'd be a very boring life and we wouldn't know how to grow because we're perfect at right. everything. And so I think, you know, life in itself, that's the, that's the juice. The contrast is really the, the, the negative or the, the failure and the, the success. Um, but yeah, I, I think people need to lean into that um, and, and not, not feel less than or not feel embarrassed when you fail because I'd much rather be in the trenches. I'd much rather be on the field then on the sideline, you know, making fun or on the sideline yep. saying, Oh, I hope I wish I don't have the resources, you know, all these things. Um, I must rather be pursuing something that I enjoy falling on my face a million times and trying to build something. I'm not right. Well, it's, it's, I always ask the question on this show is how many of the fears you put in your mind actually have blown up to the magnitude you put them in your mind to be. Right. And so when you think about that, how many of those fears have actually come true for you? The fear. Yeah. I mean, I, the first thing that comes to mind, I had a massive fear of water. I almost, I almost drowned as a, as a baby. Um, I fell into a pool. And so I had a massive fear of water. Yeah. And so, I mean, and, and I guess I have a right to be fearful of water because I have no legs and one arm, but that, that doesn't really, you know, I don't really jive with that. But now you see videos of me wakeboarding, you know, like wave yeah. surfing at the back of a boat with, you know, nothing and, and just a life jacket. I mean, now, you know, I, I leaned into that and I stepped up and, you know, I learned how to swim and then I learned how to balance myself with a life jacket. And now I can create sick content and have a super dope hobby, you know, that <laughs> friends, right. um, you know, on a lake, right. Or, you know, fear of public speaking, you know, that's a, that's a massive fear for people. Sure. And, you know, I always tell people because they ask, you know, do you get nervous? You know, like, how do you get, how do you get over stage fright? And one, we're talking about that stuff more comes from if you're focused only on yourself. What are, you gonna, what are they going to think of me if I mess up? What if I say, oh, what if, blah, 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 right? All these things. Um, but if you're solely focused on how can I provide as much value? How can I serve? How can I just speak from my heart? Then you can't lose. Right. And then you get in the flow state. But also, I use nervous nervousness or butterflies <clears throat> uh, or 
uncomfortableness as an anchor. It's an anchor for me to one, realize I'm right where I need to be and my blood is flowing through my body and this makes me feel alive. Because if I was backstage and I didn't feel anything, you know, going out before I went on stage, that means I'm doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Or you don't care, right? Yeah, that I, then I don't yeah. care. And then second, you know, I use <clears throat> nervousness, I use being uncomfortable as an anchor to step into that moment because I know that I'm, I'm going to step up to the plate and do something that's going to stretch me a little bit. Um, but I think the most people run from that feeling when they just maybe have the wrong attachment to it. I think it's a, it's a good feeling to embrace rather than run from, just like failure. Yep. So walk us through when, when you get the call, Tony Robbins calls you out of the bullpen, right? And he says, hey, man, Nick, why don't you come with us and, and go on his, uh, on his deals? How does that even go down? How'd that happen? What was that like? And how is Tony in person when you're around him as much as you are? Yeah, so I'll give the full, the full story. Um, so <laughs> three years ago, a little over three years ago, I moved to Tampa, Florida. And um, I wasn't a speaker at this time. I, I was probably just doing, um, you know, volunteer events at high schools and stuff, but it wasn't really a main focus. And um, I was in this little mastermind group. It was like eight people in Tampa, just like young entrepreneurs. And um, there was this Russian guy um, that came from Russia and he asked me what my story was. And I was like, it's a long story. And he's like, no, I'm not your you story. ready? I, I, I tell my story. And the first thing he says to me is, you're going to be on stage with Tony Robbins one day. And mm. I replied and I said, who's Tony Robbins? And, you know, here I am, I'm 20 years old, you know, and right. I don't know anything about personal development. And he said, I, I, he's like, I don't know what it is. I feel massively compelled to help you. Um, and, and I know we don't have a relationship. Um, we have to build that. And he said, I'm, I'll work for you for free. He said, uh, right now I do real estate and I'm going to donate, you know, not, I'm going to allocate 50% of my day to real estate and 50% of my day to trying to get you speaking more. Wow. Um, he's like, I don't know what it is, but I feel it. Um, and maybe one day we'll create a business just in a joking manner. Well, fast forward three years later, that's my best friend, one of my brothers, one of my business partners, <laughs> and we have a company together. Yeah. Um, but basically it started off as, you know, our first paid speaking engagement was him cold calling a local Tampa car dealership asking if their sales team needs a pep talk. That's where I came from. Um, and so, you know, my dad always said, Nick, you, you could be a sports announcer, you could be a radio host, you know, or you could be a speaker the way you deliver, you know, like, right. <clears throat> but, you know, part of it was a gift of the storytelling and stuff, but also it's a must. Like I wasn't, I wasn't who I am three years ago. You know, I've, I've created this person. And so Ratmere, um, who we live to live together now with our other best friend and our business partner, but Ratmir was just cold calling, get me on anywhere he could get me to speak. Um, and so fast forward three years later, you know, we built credibility. I had like an article featured in Forbes. The book was released. Um, we were just grinding, grinding, grinding to build me up. And so, um, but early on those guys, Ratmir and my business partner and best friend, Don, um, they had been to Tony events they've had volunteered at Tony events. And so like, bro, we need to get you to meet Tony somehow. And so I went to date with, uh, I went to UPW, which is like his intro event. Yep. And our goal was to attend it and meet him. And I was able to meet him because somehow the kid to the left of me, his dad was like, Hey, my dad's going to take a picture with Tony. You want to come? Like, it was just really like weird. Yeah, yeah. So I went and I took the picture with Tony and he's like, I, I'm so glad you're here. Um, I've heard a little, because we had networked all around, his team, you know, I anal we analyzed the business model. Who are the top people, yep. who are the top players, just sharing the story, planting seeds. Um, and so he's like, I want to invite you to date with Destiny, which is my 
my next event. Um, and so I went with date, date with destiny, blah, 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 went through that. And, um, basically just told his team, I was like, if there's any way we can serve, you know, Nick's a speaker, if there's anything we could do, we're always here. Well, we didn't hear anything for like six to nine months. And during mm -hmm. that six to nine months, Ratmir is like sending them emails like, Hey, Nick just did this. Hey, Nick wrote a book. Hey, Nick climbed a mountain and, and te taught a goal setting course. Like blah, blah, blah. Just wow. Yeah. Nothing. Give him the resume. Yeah. Yeah. But being persistent and, and nothing, nothing, nothing. And finally they said, Hey, um, Tony's not at it, but we do a youth leadership where we create youth leaders um, in, in San Diego. Would you be willing to speak for free and, and fly yourself out there? Like anything, you know, anything we could do, just serve, just serve right. for free, contribute, whatever we need to do. So I went there, I did my full like hour keynote and they were like, oh my God, this is amazing. The kids loved you. Um, thanks so much. It was just, a, it was just, you know, I, I knew I was going to perform. I knew I was going to show up. Um, and so I, and I also knew that you know, somehow that video wasn't going to get to him or get to the people that are like, they always analyze, right? They want to make sure that Absolutely. people impact. And so kind of real know. quick, if I can interrupt though, I think the important learning there is I want you to fly out there on your dime. I want you to give your time for free, right? So you think of time, 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 free, 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 serve, serve, serve. And there's so many people that are like, oh, you know, what's in it for me, right? What can I get? Oh, you're not going to pay me X amount of dollars to go out there. I mean, I think that's a really, really important piece, don't you? Absolutely. Because um, like you said, majority of people are like, what can I get out of this relationship? Right. What can I take? When really like, especially someone like that, like you need to provide massive value and then yeah. it, will, it will come back around. Um, and so that's what we said, you know, no strings attached. Like, yeah, anything you need, we'll pay for the hotel, whatever, um, for the foundation. Right. And so yeah. after that speech, they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And we were like, hey. Anything you need, like uh, you know, if UPW opens up and they're like, uh, UPW slammed, like, but we'll we'll always, you know, we'll, we'll keep you in the loop. Didn't hear anything from them for like another half a year, hmm. and then finally we got an email and they said, hey, um, your name got brought. Tony and Tony and the team were talking about bringing a speaker into UPW, and here was the first name to come up. They were like, can you, can you speak in Texas, in Dallas on day four about energy and vitality and framing it around bodybuilding? I'm like, absolutely. And so I worked with their content creation team, did everything they said, been a student of the game, open, you know, dropped my ego and said, you know, however you want me to talk, however you want me to frame, like whatever you want me to do. I'm in. Um, right. So, and, and so I came out in Texas and I brought it, you know, because I'm, I'm show, I always show up. And so I brought it. And I also knew now that I'm on the UPW stage that Tony's definitely going to see this video. Um, and so, you know, I went out, I'm piping up the crowd. I, I analyzed Tony. I know everything, you know, I, like, I know how to have the, the crowd call back to me. Like I know it all. Right. And, um, you know, they were super impressed with that. And they're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And, you know, I think it was like two weeks after they were like, Hey, um, Tony saw the video. He's blown away by not only your speaking, but how much energy you bring to the, how much, the, the crowd responds to you. Um, he wants to know if you can speak on day one of UPW, which only Tony speaks on day one. He doesn't let any speakers okay. speak. And the reason why he picked you is because he's absolutely certain that you can keep the energy just as high as if he, if he, if he's not on stage, wow. which is a compliment. And so um, I'm like, absolutely. And so day one, um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on call. Because like if Tony goes over, then I don't go on. Or if the event curfew, you know, is, is yeah. early, I don't go on. So like here I am, do I go on, do I not go on? And the first time that I went on in day one was in Singapore. And they're like, you're going on, you're going on. Tony's getting off and you're going on. And so I have a video 
I, you know, I do my speech, I crush it. And then, you know, I haven't, I haven't introduced Tony Robbins back onto his stage yet, but backstage thought that I said his name. And so Tony comes running out and I'm still like hyping the crowd up. I have a video. I'm going like, I'm like, Whoa, that's awesome. clap, And I turn around and he's standing there. I have no idea. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, you know, you're here. And he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, this is amazing. You know? Um, and at the same time, he said, give it up for him. And I said, give it up for the big man, you know? So like at the same time, like we, we put the spotlight on each other and then I walked off on stage and he turned around and said, let him hear you. And you know, the whole That's crap. awesome, man. What a rush. Yeah. And then from there, man, you know, that's, you know, I just kept showing up and, and serving. And so to, to wrap it all up, my biggest event was in Miami heat arena with him. It was 15,000 people. And that was the most impactful event of my life because um, you know, my girlfriend was there. My best friend was there. My parents were there. And my parents had only seen me speak in front of 500 people like three years ago when I first started my company. Wow. And to come out and 15,000 people know who I am screaming. And like, I get to like, look at my parents and say like, look what I created. Yeah. You really believe this mom and dad, right? Yeah. So that wasn't on the list of things you could do, right? When you were uh, going to be born. That was not on the list. I'm sure they gave your parents. Yeah. So I mean, that was, that's the story. But, you know, like you said, the lesson behind that is, you know, serve without expectations, you know, serve without expectations. And, you know, that'll come around. But so many people right. are trying to take and take and take. And especially for the business people that, and that are listening right now, or the people that have services and products now is the time more than ever to just give free value. Yep. Give as much free value as you can. And the reason why is because people are struggling. And when you help people when they're struggling, when, when stuff comes around, they're going to remember what you did for them in that time of need. They're, they're going to remember your business. They're going to remember your service. They're going to remember you as an individual. That's and right. so as much free value as you can now, especially when everyone's eyes are on the screen. That's amazing. So now are you, is it a consistent thing that you get to go hang out with Tony and do his deal? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on full tour with Tony. Um, all the UPWs and they're intertwining me with date with destiny as well. Um, those sure. just for people's perspective. So the UPW is uh, four or five days. UPW is four days, um, which is like the intro, you know, and literally like, you know, I, whether you like Tony, whether you don't like Tony, there isn't a human being on earth right now that can captivate a crowd for 13 right. hours. Great. Yep. He doesn't it's go incredible. to the battle. He doesn't need to work. He doesn't need to do that. He's compelled to do that. And that's why, you know, I really stick up with him when people like, you know, talk crap about him and say such things like that's not really him. You know, like you, you go experience him, like go really right. experience him because the guy doesn't need to do what he does. And he travels all around the world and, and is, is away from his house. Like the guy doesn't need to do that. He does it because he's literally, he literally is, is he thinks he's called by the higher power of God, universe, whatever it may be to serve as much as he can. So yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got enough money. You don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the date with Destiny, that's the big boy, right? Where people are spending, what, 10, 15, 20 grand or something like that yeah, to go? To that, um, yeah, five grand up. And that's a, like a six-day event. And, you know, even, you know, people like Ed Milet have, you know, said that that's probably one of the most transformational events yeah. in America, in the world, actually, um, is date with And that's Destiny. the walking over the hot coal one, right? No, UPW is. You do that. Oh, okay. Earth. Yeah. Date with Destiny is more like, uh, dude, it's, I can't even explain it, but you yeah. know, you go there alone. If you go there with a spouse, if you go there with your business, like just, yeah, it's, it's totally yeah. worth it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, with so many obstacles, obviously go ahead. What's that? I don't get, I don't get paid or, or like, you know, pushed. You oh, know, right. 
Yeah, just let people know. I'm just, I'm just a big fan. <laughs> you're just there. You just get to go. You get paid to go speak there, but you're not getting paid for the, yeah, the more yeah, people yeah. that show up. Uh, so what's, um, I think the biggest disability people can have is a bad mindset. Would you agree with that? I heard you say that on doing the research, but I 100% agree with that. That's what this whole podcast is about. So talk to us about that. Yeah, man, I think that that's like the, the golden goose um, because it really comes down to your conditioning. It comes down to your programming. It really comes down to your thoughts because your thoughts become things, but this thing creates your reality. And what I don't think a lot of people know or, or not educated on is that the human brain isn't designed to make you happy. That's your job. That's your job to find happiness. That's your job to program it, to find the good, appreciate it, fill it up with gratitude, you know, yeah. be all these things. Um, your brain is really designed to, po uh, you know, focus on your insecurities, focus on, you know, all the, all that you don't have in your life. Like it's the survival brain, it's fight or flight. Right. And so it's big, like being victorious is really like being victorious over your mind, you know, really taking control of your mind. Um, and the reason why I think I came up with that quote is because like over my whole life of, you know, being a vine star and, and, you know, ha now I have like 1.8 million followers on TikTok and a lot of kids you know, they're, they're always like, oh, I feel bad for you, you know, or even even adults, they could say like, that aren't educated. They're like, oh, I feel so bad for you, you know, life right. must suck. And I'm just like, you know, like, not really, you know, because I have everything, I have everything go, like going for me as in my mindset, you know, the way that I view the world. Um, you know, I have a, I have a line, I, I'm creating music now, and I have a line that says, you see me on the street, you say, oh, he's disabled. But when we compare mindsets, no, I'm the one who's able. Ah, you know, and, and so it, it's really about, you know, perspective, like I have a massive perspective tattoo on my chest of just like, you know, the way that you view the world and the way that you view your life situation and really makes you or breaks you. That's right. I always tell people, you know, I can wake up every day and focus on the fact that I'll never be a professional soccer player, or I can focus on the fact of my, you know, I can focus on my individual strengths and how I can harness and be a gift to myself and others. Um, and so really, where is your focus on? You know, what's your focus on? Is it on all the things that you don't have? Do you focus the majority of your time on all the things that you don't have in your life? Or do you focus on the things that you already have and can appreciate? Um, do you focus on the media and the negativity, um, especially during this time? I mean, people don't even know that when you're in a fearful state, that drastically lowers your immune system. Right. <clears throat> so, like, are you spending all your time on social media and the news when it's designed to be negative? Or are you focusing on the thing, how you can become a better person, how you can become a better father, mother, CEO, whatever it may be, like spend this time now during this pandemic um, to, to really invest in yourself, you know, to double down on structure, to double down on new habits, you know, adopt new habits um, because the wave's going to pass, you know, the cloud's going to pass. And when it passes, do you want to be fatter, lazier, and less smart? Or do you want to be fitter, mental, more mentally tough and, you know, be, in, you know, consuming content that's going to help you grow. So, you know, this whole disability is the bad mindset. Yeah. You know, because I see full bodied people that are crippled and handicapped by their beliefs, by I'm not good enough. I don't have the resources. You know, I'm not smart enough. I can't build a business. I'm too old. I can't build a business. I'm too young. People are crippled handicapped by that their whole entire life and so that's why the biggest disability is bad mindset yeah because i think the, the person the people that think like that they would probably say at 23 years old and and with the you know i'm using air quotes here for the disability right that, that you have you're not going to be on stage with tony robbins come on man you can't do that but here's what i love the, the tattoo on your left bicep yeah right what's that bad boy say yeah so this quote um it says you laugh at me because i'm different i laugh at you because you're all the same 
And um, I think it's a Kurt Cobain quote. And, you know, it's a, it's a reminder. And, and listen, this isn't just a Nick quote. I ain't making fun of everyone with arms and legs. This is right. No, I get it. Yep. For people that are saying the most attractive thing you could be, the most authentic, fulfilling thing you could be is your authentic self. And the reason being is because when you're your authentic self, there's so many reasons why being authentic is important. I mean, um, first, like being authentic, like I pride myself on authenticity. I share stories that most people probably wouldn't share if they had them because I know that they can impact people and I know that it helps connect people and I know that it helps, you know, really pierce the barrier of their perspective. I also know that being authentic and transparent with your clients and your customers, you know, they want to treat your clients and customers like family. You know, they want it, they want it, they want you to be authentic. They want yeah. you to be transparent. They want you to just show up and want to serve. If you're authentic and transparent with your employees and your business partners, then, you know, problems really don't blow up because the communication is key. You know, you're always being transparent about your feelings. Are you pissed off, angry, whatever it may be like problems become massive problems when they get boiled up and it's not good for you. It's not good for me. And so let's just communicate authentically what's going on. And then the other reason is because when you show up authentic and transparent and genuine, you're going to attract the right tribe. You're going to attract the right people that love you for you. And they don't love you for this fake persona that you put on. Right. And so this really came behind, you know, around, you know, body image because, you know, as a middle school and high school, it was tough for me. You know, I didn't, I didn't get the love that I thought I was supposed to get from girls. Right. You know, that was a big thing for me. And so I was able to reframe body image um, because the majority of my life, my friends, I, my, my, my body was my biggest curse. I thought my body was my most disgusting feature of me. And it was the one thing that would never get me a girlfriend, would never get me a job, would never get me financial freedom until I reframed it. And how I reframed it was I realized this, if a, a girl, but let alone a human being doesn't want a further connection with me, doesn't want to love on me, doesn't want to do business with me, doesn't want to be my friend because of my physical differences. Well, then maybe this body is actually working for me. Maybe this body is actually being an authentic human filter and it's filtering out the type of humans that I don't want in my life anyway. How That's empowering. Great perspective, that. yeah. Changed my life. That, that changed my life, literally. And so that's the mm. way that I view my body. And would that give me more confidence? Yes or no? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and you, you, you view your body differently. And, and like I said, I want to share that with people, letting them know, like, I'm 23. For 18, 19 years old, I hated this. I hated it. And now it's my greatest gift. It's my greatest superpower. It's my greatest way to make people comfortable and let them listen with an open mind. It's, it's given me so much. And then, you know, there's, there's other people on the other side of the spectrum that say, well, he's on stage with Tony Robbins because he's got no legs and one arm. You know, they're just trying to find justifications for what I'm doing. But really, I just took a situation that the majority thought was a loss and it turned into a massive W. Right. And, and, and it's not to shove it in people's face it's to show them that, regardless of what hand life has dealt you with, it is up to you to play that hand to the best of your right. ability. Yeah. Cause there are other people that have the same situation, maybe not the exact same as you, but you know, you can go one of two directions with this, right? You could be a drug addict sitting in the fetal position somewhere, feeling sorry for yourself, or you could be on the stage with Tony Robbins. Right. And it's, it's, and in my opinion, it's a choice, man. I gotta tell you, it's funny. I, I was showing my kids uh, your Instagram page and they saw a picture of you and your girlfriend he kind of looked at me and you get my oldest one, Max, he's almost 15. He said, and that guy must have some game. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Yeah. It's just kind of what he, what's that? Well, I was asking her if she heard that. Oh, uh, did she hear it? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think she's outside with the dog. But you have I, to ask her. But no, it was hilarious because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not thinking that way. I'm just growing through the, 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 the pictures no, no, and he sees I, your girlfriend. I, I think it's, I think it's funny. And I think, 
I think that was great for him to see that because he's like, well, I can do that. Right. Or, or like, as in the possibilities of I could have a pretty girlfriend, you know, if right. this guy, I can, right? Because, and, and that's, that's something that I'm going to create a product on or a service on. It's like really showing guys that it's, 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 it's presence. When your presence is massive, when you're like, and, and teach how to create presence and you're, you're so dialed in in your mission, you attract people like that. Yep. Because that's being an alpha male. Right. It's being an alpha male because you like basically her too, but like my life's great and you're additional. You, you add additional value to my life. But if yep. you're not here, I'm still great. <laughs> you know, I right. still love right. that attracts the right females. That attracts the people that are like, that's what girls like. Girls like someone who has a mission. Girls like someone who has their goals. I was the guy. I was the guy in high school that was like, when are girls going to think like financial freedom's like attractive and like, right. they're like, that was me, you know, right, and now right. around and, and, and attracts the right females that you want in your life. And so that's really important. But I'm first, thank you for showing him my content. And second, I think it was a, it was a great like life lesson or a, an opening for him to be like, dude, if this guy can yeah. do it, like there's a possibility for me. Well, it was that, funny because of all the things he could have picked out, that's the one he picked out, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Was, we were standing outside, so it was cool. But uh, anyway, yeah. so what if I if I were to follow you for a day, right, 24 hours, and I and I know that it's something, and I do that for a week, what's something I'm going to see that Nick does day in and day out without miss? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, especially, so I'll touch on this, especially in this time um, with everyone being stuck at home. I'm getting dressed every day. I'm getting dressed. Yeah. Victoria shirt, like I'm getting dressed as if I'm going to work or I'm getting dressed as if I'm going into the office, right? And that's going to keep my momentum. That's going to make me feel like stuff hasn't stopped. Right. Um, the second thing, um, you're going to see, you're going to see Zoom calls. You're going to see podcasts. You're going to be seeing, um, we do, we do, I was checking the time too. We, we do um, a, a daily meeting at noon with, with the team every day. So a daily meeting at noon every day with the team. And that's just a touch base. Hey, where you're at? Do you need help with anything? Um, where are we at in these goals? Um, I think that's really key because without that kind of structure, especially when you're kind of your own boss and yeah. like uh, my, my two other guys in my business, like we're all our own boss. Like we don't really treat anyone less than. Um, and so we, we just have these, these daily meetings and we just check in, Hey, where you're at, you need any help with anything. And then you're going to see me, you're going to see me working out. And you're not going to see me working out for just the physical benefits, but you're going to be seeing me working out for mental benefits as well. You know, moving your body, changing right, your physiology, right. changing your state, because, you know, a lot of the times that, you know, even if you're sitting in the, sitting in the office, right? Like you see, you see your shoulders start to go down, you know, your head starting to go down. You start talking in a monotone voice. Like you need to change your state. You need to get on a higher level of frequency because you're going to operate at a higher level. And so another tip that everyone can implement is while you're sitting at home or while you're working at the office, just schedule like a 15 minute two or two to three 15 minute windows where you're doing push-ups or you're doing some sort of activity, get your body moving, go outside because that's going to change your state and have you operate on a higher level. It's like a recharge. A hundred percent. You're going to see, you're going to see me getting my body moving. And then, um, that's probably, you know, if I can interrupt real quick, that's probably been the biggest learning for me is I've been as productive as I've ever been throughout my day with all this stuff, you know, doing zoom calls, whether it's conference calls with clients, advisors, whoever it may be, but yet I'm getting more exercise in periodically throughout the day. Right. You know, a two mile walk here, a mile run here, some pushups or whatever here. And, and you're doing it. And I agree. I mean, it's a hundred percent of how we're responding to this. 
this is going to be a game changer, I think, for how we all go forward doing business. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. And I would say this is going to wean out a lot of people who aren't about it. Yeah, I agree. You know, this is always either going to make your blade more dull or is it going to make your blade more sharp? Mm. You know, and so, and, and so that's what I really want to, you know, the message that I'd like to get through right now is, you know, like, who, who do you want to be on the other side? You know, like, I'll give you, you know, full transparency on me. I'm learning sales copy. You know, I'm learning writing emails and writing email scripts and yep. I'm going to film more lessons for my junior victorious thing. And I'm learning about a teleprompter. Like, I'm learning about things that on the road, I don't have the time to learn about. So this actually gave me a greatest gift of like for us to be home in one centralized location and focus on the weaknesses in the business. Um, but now is not the time to, you know, to, to chill. You know, now is not the time to sit around in the sweatpants for multiple days, especially if you have kids because your kids are going to see that and they're going to say, well, look at mom and dad slowing down. I think it's okay right. to slow down. Yeah. You know, and so what is the example? And, and, and the real question is like, who do you want to be on the other side? Like, who do you want to come out on the other side? Um, and, and my hopes for you, uh, my blessings to you is that you'd want to come out, you know, your, your blade sharper, your mind sharper, your physical yeah. body sharper, and with new skills that you didn't have the time to learn while you were going to day-to-day -day work. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I've been asking people over the last three or four weeks, you know, if you knew you had two or three or four weeks at home, where you weren't traveling, you weren't doing any business, you weren't going to kid events, what would you create in your life, right? And, and you've got that answer, right? And I hope that people listening to this, they can hear that question and, and really think about it, right? Spend time slowing down, thinking about it. What can you create in your life if you got the next month at home, right? It's April, what is it, April 8th? Yeah. We got at least another three weeks at home. You can do a lot in three weeks. At least. at least, you're right. So talk to us about Junior Victorious, man. I think this is awesome as a father of four children. You've got a kick, kick butt program. Talk to us about it. Yeah, absolutely. And so I wanted to create a way because I know what it feels like to be a depressed, <laughs> confident, um, suicidal teenager, or maybe a teenager or a kid that just wants to play at a higher level in life. And so I wanted my, I felt like my greatest gift I could give to the world is before I leave, I don't know when I'm going to leave the world, but to focus on the youth because they're going to come up, right? They're going to be the next generation that are building the world. Um, and so I created with my team, Junior Victorious, which is a 52 week curriculum on life skills, on emotional awareness, on mindset, physical health, mental health, all these things. And basically it's the Victorious framework. So to give you an example, the first month, which is the V of Victorious, would be vision. It'd be vision themed. Mm. So that whole month, um, every Sunday, a video rolls out to the kid. So that whole month, by the end of that month, that kid's gonna know why, why a vision is important to them, why a compelling vision is important, how can they cultivate and create a vision for their lives, and what they want out of the program and their lives, and how can they communicate efficiently that vision to others, like their parents or like their teachers and whatnot. Um, and so basically they'll go through this whole entire framework, which flows. I brought in an expert that you know does curriculum for kids for nine years. And um, then we provide a, fa a private Facebook community for the parents as well. And every week I go live in the private Facebook community for the parents. And I bring in special guests and thought leaders but also building a community of parents that can get, you know, other perspectives um, because really the, the, the massive value there is the collective intelligence of the parents. And then um, the kids get taught from me and then they have the option to, you know, pick the group, the group coaching call. So I'll do a group coaching call every week with the kids. if They sign up for that. Um, but this is really just more of a way to give my, my brain to the youth because, you know, if, if I knew what I knew at 14, 15, I'd have less suicidal thoughts. 
I'd have more confidence. I'd be a better wrestler. I'd, I'd have all these different things. I'd be playing at a higher level in life. Um, but I'm glad that I went through that because I was able to, you know, figure out that I wanted to give it to the youth. Right. And this actually came from, you know, also, you know, for the business people out there and, and the people that are pro providing products and services, are you, are you falling in love with a product that you're creating or are you falling in love with your customers' needs and creating a product based off of that? Mm. Uh, because I really created this product off, you know, the one thing over the past three and a half years of me traveling the world, I do meet and greets. And the one pattern that I picked up is people come up to me and say, I, w I wish my kid was here to listen to that. Or can you send a video message yeah. to my kid? Or can you coach my kid? And I'm like, oh, okay. People want me to coach their kids. So now I'm the mindset yeah. coach, right? And, and I, I can break through their, their, their perspective a little bit easier because I have that celeb celebrity factor on TikTok. I mean, the majority of people either know me from Vine or they know me from TikTok now. And well, all so you gotta say is TikTok, man. And now I'm, I'm gonna go upstairs after this and tell my kids they're gonna be. You'll, you'll get at least well three. My my the baby, the the five year old, he's not on there yet, even though he wishes he was. And yeah. I think they all want to be TikTok and YouTube stars. That's what my kids I think want to do okay. when they grow up. Yeah, yeah, and so it's crazy. So I, I've been, you know, using TikTok as a platform, you know, to, to not only make people laugh, but inspire the kids at the same time. And, and even through that, like kids can see a video of me with Cam, my girl, and be like, oh my God, like just like that breakthrough moment for your, you know, your son. Right. Or you know, they could be like, wow, look how comfortable he is in his body. You know, I could be comfortable in my body or what am I complaining about? And so the growth has been massive on TikTok in the past, in the past week, in the last seven days, I've gained 110,000 followers on TikTok. And how are you doing that? Like, what do you, I mean, is it just organic or is there something you're doing to push that growth? Yeah, no, organic. It, uh, TikTok's algorithm is one of the greatest algorithms because anyone has the potential to go viral as long as the content's funny. You know, anyone, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, you have the chance to be put on the For You page where millions of people see you. And that's okay. in TikTok. And so um, it's just organic content. And for the kids out there listening or, you know, if you want to share this advice to your kids, just go on, go on the for you page where all the viral videos are and model things that have already been done. Like what's funny and how can you put a spin on it and make it your own? So we'll have to check out TikTok for sure, because that's a, that's a big following. So junior victorious, where do our listeners find more of that, Nick? Yeah. Um, if they go to uh, mind of a victor, mind of a victor.com, okay. um, take them to one of the pages. Um, but what we're going to do is for this one, if you're up for it, we'll just give away um, a gratitude exercise. Yeah. And the reason why we want to do a gratitude exercise is because there's a lot of anxiety right now. There's a lot of stress and gratitude. Gratitude is scientifically proven to lower your anxiety and stress levels. Um, and so meditation per se. Right. And so um, we'll put that in the show notes. Um, so, but if, if you want to follow me on, you know, Instagram, YouTube, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, all these things, just type in Nick Santo. I'm the guy with the really long last name and no legs and one arm and tattoos. Right. And there's not many of those running around. Right. There's not a lot of those running around. That's right. That's right. Well, Nick, it's been awesome having you with me, man. I've, I've taken a ton of notes. I mean, some of these great, great quotes. One of the biggest fears is fear of failure. Thoughts become things. Uh, serve without expectations. Your mindset creates your reality. This is either going to make your blade sharp or make your blade dull and this thing we got going on at home right now. So uh, your blade is definitely getting sharper. Mine is getting sharper as well. I hope all of our listeners' blades are getting sharper. I'm not as buff as you, but, uh, <laughs> but that's all right. I need some tattoos too, I think. Uh, but anyway, man, it's been awesome having you. 
I know you're going to have more TikTok followers. You're going to have uh, a lot of other followers on a lot of other platforms. And I may, uh, I'm going to have to check out this Junior Victorious thing. So let's, uh, we'll connect on that as well. So thanks for being with us, man. Grateful for the opportunity. Thanks for having me, brother. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.